Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Tickets for Nebraska's spring game will go on sale next week. Nebraska football season ticket holders will have the first opportunity to purchase tickets next Tuesday at 10 a.m. The public on sale will open the following day at 10 a.m. Reserve tickets for the spring game are $15 with any available club tickets on sale for $25. That's a good deal. Youth of high school age and under will be admitted for $5, and fans must purchase those tickets in advance as well. Nebraska ball host number six Wisconsin tonight at 7:30. Game is not sold out as of yet. Some tickets are still available. It's going to be nice again today. You should go, or you should go to Baxter Arena tonight, where the Omaha men have a huge game with St. Thomas. Seven o'clock tip. The Tommies are currently in second place in the Summit, 14 and eight overall, four and three in the league play. You can take your Sony Sports Walkman. And listen to Gary, who will have the call on the radio. I'm sure there's other ways to listen as well. That means the Omaha women will be at St. Thomas tonight. The maps are coming off a come-from-behind win on Saturday. Morgan Molly and Lauren Jensen supplied a combined 40 points as the Creighton women beat Marquette 76-71. The Jays improved to 17-3 and on the season, 8-2 and in the Big East. Alexis Markowski and Darian White each score 14 points to lead the Huskers as they beat uh, Purdue, 68-54 last night at PBA. Natalie Potts added 11.6 rebounds, game high four steals. Kendall Moriarty matched her career high with 11 points off the bench. Jazz Shelley rounded out five Huskers in double figures with 10 points of her own. A game high nine rebounds and four assists to help Nebraska improve to 6-4 and four in the Big Ten and 14-7 and seven overall. They host Rutgers Saturday at 2. They haven't won a game, right? Rutgers hasn't? I don't think so. Yeah, they're 0-10. No. Yeah. We all have our places, and that's theirs. Well, they uh, need to, the next two games are pretty important for Amy Williams' crew. Yeah. They're right there, but yeah, yeah, they need to get a couple more. Uh, Iowa superstar and Chinese food connoisseur Caitlin Clark added to her growing collection of milestones last night at Northwestern, moving into second place in the NCAA's women's all-time scoring list as Iowa squeaks by Northwestern 110-74. The reigning Naismith Women's College Player of the Year passed former Ohio State star Kelsey Mitchell on a layup with 4.58 left in the second quarter. She entered Wednesday's game fourth on the career scoring list, four points behind Missouri State's Jackie Stiles, 13 behind Mitchell. And Clark's second three-pointer of the first quarter pushed her past Styles. Clark, who also overtook Mitchell's Big Ten all-time leading score, finished with 35 points for a fifth straight 30-point game, matching the longest streak of her career. Now at 3,424 career points, she now sets her sights on the NCAA's all-time scoring record of 3,527 held by Washington's Kelsey Plum. Finally... Here you go, Nick. Baseball. Ah, we're close. By the time the first pitch is thrown at the Cleveland Guardians home opener on April 8th at Progressive Field. Brother-in-law's going to this. uh, Fans will have seen something more unusual than a Mm no-hitter, more rare than a perfect game, more rare than a successful Royal season, and astronomically more exciting than a unassisted triple play. That's because at 3.13 p.m. Eastern, Cleveland will experience a total solar eclipse, a -a once-in-a-generations event. For the first time since 1806, 13 years before the birth of Abner Doubleday, who some credit with inventing the game of baseball, the alignment of the sun, earth, and moon 
will plunge the city into darkness as long as the unpredictable Northeast Ohio weather cooperates. Remember, it could be 41 and gray that day. So it might it's not very matter. symbolic of uh, Cleveland baseball, too. Yeah. So mm-hmm. People will view a spectacle that lasts just under four minutes. <laughs> and especially with a pitch clock, they might get a full inning in that. But it occurs only three times in a 638-year span above the city. But hey, that's okay if you miss it. The next one is in the year 2444. I don't think, uh, you know, in 2017... We got a lot of totality around here. Yes, we did. Uh, but in 2024, uh, the totality line is a ways away from us. Yeah. I think Dallas is in line. San Antonio is my aunt's yeah. lake house is right in the four and a half minute deal. So they were talking about Little Rock will get it. That's pretty cool. Now, yep. are they are they going to play during That's what when I it's going to happen? Uh, as far as I saw, the game is scheduled to be going on when this happens now, i don't know if they're going to do awesome. something like you know take a little bit of a bit of a break say all right here we go send you, know? you to this week in baseball will they do the solar eclipse well because uh so my brother-in-law um i guess my, my sister-in-law she's from cleveland and her folks have a farm just outside of cleveland and so he's already made plans like he's going to be up there for that too so uh, that i are like before that was even announced like yeah yeah cleveland that's the spot now having a home game too and i it's as of now, the game was supposed to be uh, taking place while this happens. That's cool. Mm-hmm. I just remember the amount of people that made their way into, like, especially in like the Grand Island area in 2017. Like Bill Nye was here. Like that was cool. There was there was a lot of a lot of people taking in this thing. I think we get 80 to 90 percent here. Well, we got in 2017. I I went to. I'm talking about this year. Oh. Uh, back then, I think we got more. Oh, yeah, definitely Because uh, Lincoln was right in the path. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to Brownville. Oh, did you? Yeah. Okay. Perfect spot. Yeah, I, Kansas I leaned, City. I leaned all into yeah. the eclipse. Got the glasses, everything. I had a custom-made t-shirt. Oh, really? We dodged rain. What was, what was the custom-made t-shirt? Uh, it had a Total cat. Eclipse of the Heart or something? No, it had a cat on it with the eclipse glasses. <laughs> like that. Some things you do for love. <laughs> You should wear that here one day. We're, we're, oh, you guys were wearing matching shirts? Oh. It's my best wishes. Oh, Gary. Definitely should wear yeah, that here one day. That's adorable, man. Yeah, I don't even know where my shirt is. I, she, she <laughs> it's still, not a shirt you'd wear again? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I can't picture that. <laughs> Come on. Uh, but I dorked out. It was kind of cool. I knew a that's lot of people it. who I see, and I would put you in that category too. As a dork? No, a lot Thank of people. No, a <laughs> lot of people. My dorkiness. A lot of people that I would not expect to geek out over this did. I would not expect Gary Sharp to be like, oh, this is wild, man. I'm going to check it out. I got to. Oh, I think it's no, pretty I cool. I believe it. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was something. I, he I says he's a weather weenie. That I don't think I appreciated as much until I actually like went outside and took a, took a peeks. It was cool. Like, all right, yeah. we're good. It, it was cool. So I can see why a lot of people like made the pilgrimage into, you know, central and western Nebraska and the hot spots to be able to, to get the totality and they had their cameras and everything. So yeah. It, yeah, uh, you yeah. guys had sun. We barely got it. I mean, we were able to see it, but once we left after it happened, we were in North yeah, Kansas we City. For it. it started pouring on the way home, so, so it could have been worse. So good. Nebraska greater than Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of aspects, yes. Yeah. But they have the College Baseball Hall of Fame. Well, they, uh, yeah, Omaha-St. Thomas line just dropped a whole point. Uh-oh. Down to St. Thomas point and a half. Uh-oh. Who rolled an ankle? I don't think it's rolled an ankle. I think somebody woke up and said, I love me some Mavs. All right. right. Uh, right. Uh, Also, uh, eight weeks from uh, today is opening day for uh, Major League Baseball. I'll give you warm thoughts on this Mm -hmm. first day of February. Uh, Here is Bob to kick off the uh, second hour of Mornings with Sharp and Hanley. Good morning, Bob. Good morning, guys. How are you? Good, Bob. How are you? Good morning. Good. Good, good. 
just I wanted your guys' opinion regarding Jim Harbaugh. Uh, obviously, he's, he's gone to the NFL. I, I know the University of Michigan offered him a lot of money and a pretty large contract. Um, just coming off arguably the best season I've seen Michigan have in 50 years, um, winning the national championship and dominating. I'm just wondering why he was so quick to leave and jump back to the NFL. Is it ego? Is it is it money? Or, or does he know that something's coming down from the NCAA that is going to set that program back maybe a couple years with this whole cheating scandal? I, I don't know. The NCAA has been real quiet. That's typically how they play these things. Um, <clears throat> i just like to hear your guys' opinion because I, I really think the personnel he has on that team in Michigan, uh, why would you want to leave that? I mean, you're, you're setting yourself up to have, you know, you, you can make another run possibly uh, at another playoff possible championship and, and really solidify your legacy at Michigan but yet you pack up and run to the NFL. I, I understand the lure for the NFL, but the money is at Michigan, your legacy is at Michigan, and you're sitting real pretty for the next, I don't know, three, four, five years. I, you, you, you just beat Ohio State three, four times in a row. I mean, could it get any better for you? And then you leave? So some, to me, it just seems like the writing's on the wall somewhere. And I just wanted your guys' opinion on that. Thanks, Bob. I, I I think, again, this goes back to timing being everything. I don't think this is something's coming down the pike. And I, I just don't think that Jim Harbaugh doesn't like to have to answer for certain things. And I think that the NCAA part of it and the investigations were annoying. I don't think that was the driving force. Because if anybody who's ever listened to Jim Harbaugh when he's been asked about the NFL, he's never shut it down. And Jim Har- Harbaugh, to, to completely be able to read him, is a difficult one. But I don't think anybody was surprised, not because there were these pending investigations for Michigan. I think the fact that he did win a national championship in Michigan made it a little easier for him to leave because that's his alma mater. He delivered what he promised or what he wanted to do from the time that he took that job. And I think there is a uber-competitive streak in Jim Harbaugh that him falling short in the Super Bowl, and I don't even care that it was to his brother, him falling short in the Super Bowl was something that I think he always wanted to try to revisit if, again, the timing and the situation was right. So I don't think that the posse's coming and he's trying to get out of there. He Bob brought up ego. Maybe it's more ego than anything for I me. I think he scratched an itch. Yes. You know, he and was this a was college a good situation. guy that went to the NFL, went back to college, went to his alma mater, got a national championship, and he's... He scratched an itch. I, mean, I agree. It's, it's not like this was the year, the first year that the NFL came calling, right. and he, he jumped out. Yeah, two years ago, he was almost gone. That's first time. So, so the timing, the timing in terms of you did what you wanted to come to Michigan to do is to win a national championship, and you want to win a Lombardi. So you go back to the NFL and you find a fit with the Chargers, who are going to pay you five years, sixteen mil. Mm-hmm. The the deal he was offered at Michigan was five years, eleven and a half million. Would have been the highest paid coach in college football. Um. I think hassles of dealing with NCAA protocol is a pain in his butt that he doesn't want to deal with. I don't think he wants to answer to anybody except for himself. And in the NFL, you are the man, and they have turned over everything to him. Mm -hmm. So the question, though, at Michigan becomes, and and look it, 
this was kind of the last dance for Michigan. They had knocked on the door for a couple of years in a row. They had a roster that you had an exodus. I mean, you had some older guys. Mm-hmm. You're going to kind of turn that roster over. Now you've recruited where you can just keep going, but this was a special team. The timing was everything for Harbaugh to, to leave. And they won a national championship. His legacy is secure at Michigan. The question will be, is the Harbaugh-Michigan Stallion situation over? Does that just go away? Or will we get something in the next couple of months? That's what we don't know. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not like Harbaugh is going to be penalized in the NFL. They could care no, less. That'd be, They're like, you no. know what? He's in the NFL. He's right. the Chargers. Now, it's going to be what happens at Michigan. If, if this investigation continues or it's just dropped. Mm-hmm. I mean, there, there would be a, a program in Columbus that would be a little upset if it was dropped. There would probably be a lot of programs around college football. So he scratched an itch, and, you know, he's never coming back to college. He's going to go to right. the NFL, and it'll either work out in the NFL or, or he'll be retired. I will say this. College football is going to miss Jim Harbaugh. As corny as he is, all the stuff he's mm-hmm. done, it's whether good or the bad, we need more characters in college yep. football. He invokes conversation. And Jim Harbaugh was a character, and yeah. he won. And you know what? He elevated this conference. Urban Meyer came in, elevated the Big Ten. Yep. Jim Harbaugh got Michigan rolling. He has elevated the Big Ten. Or maybe he's just elevated Ohio State where they had to respond because back-to-back 11-2 and seasons not good enough. Michigan wins a national title, and you're like, hey, Ryan Day, what are you doing? And look mm-hmm. what Ohio State did in the offseason. I'll, I'll miss him. I'll miss him. College football will miss him. The NCAA probably will not. Yeah. And, 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 and also... Probably the University of Michigan athletic oh, yeah. director won't miss him. Absolutely not. It, having to to well, first of all, be able to have your guy back, have his back, basically, it seemed like unconditionally. And so, when you do have these investigations take place, you got to step in front of that, and you got to show your guy and the college football world that you have his back. And then there's the whole off season of is he staying or is he going? Is this the year that he goes to the NFL? I mean, so you're constantly sort of playing that game. You're trying to figure out your your contingency plan on that as well. Yeah, there was, there was probably a lot of sleepless nights for Ward Manuel when it came to that. The other part, though, and, and I, I discussed this a little bit when you're gone on Friday, of the NCAA investigation. I, I truly, and again, I, I try to read what I'm hearing from Charlie Baker when he came out and, and annoyed Who? Charlie Baker. What's he doing? He's that president of that uh, National Collegiate Athletic Association. Yeah, but when he said the that Michigan had won the national championship fair and square, you have Jim Harbaugh who is now gone. I do. I, I don't like to give the NCAA a lot of credit for just about anything. Where I think their shifting in enforcement has come is it's been more of a we don't want to penalize the people who are left behind. We want to penalize the institution itself or the people that were able to get out of it. However, you can do that. And clearly they can't do that to Jim Harbaugh. And the head coach and out Michigan, wasn't he there when this was going He was. On? Okay. And so that's why I think it's really, really tricky where you do have some leftovers from that staff that I, it, it, my gut would say for Sharon Moore and for, for the staff that is still there that was a part of the staff during the sign-stealing scandal, is there's going to be a lot of strong words. There's going to be a major reprimand, maybe a couple scholarship limitations. But when it comes down to it, I don't think this is going to be much of anything. And I'll go back to something that I said a while back, because I think when the Big Ten did their suspension, 
I feel like they did the NCAA a favor. I feel like that to them was, okay, well, the Big Ten already punished them. He had to sit out. Jim Harbaugh had to sit out a lot. There's probably going to be some fines. That's where they want to hit you. Probably going to be some fines for University of Michigan. But as far as anything major where, you know, Sharon Moore has to be out for three games or anything of, of significance, uh, postseason ban, anything like that, no. Nah, to me, I don't think that's going to happen. All right, when we come back, uh, our very own Connor Happer may be part of history. Uh, he doesn't know this. Maybe he does. Exciting. Uh, but there's a possibility that Connor Happer will be part of mm-hmm. history. That's a tease. That is. Uh, we will discuss that uh, a little bit later. Steve Simple stops by. He loves him some Harbaugh. He also loves himself some dad bod of Patrick Mahomes. See, people, people say this, that they can't relate to goats. I mean, how many people around the country yesterday when they saw the shirtless photo of Patrick Mahomes in the locker room after the win over Baltimore and then Mahomes' response to that picture said, huh, Mahomes and I are like. <laughs> I would say probably 70% of the male dads in this country mm-hmm. yesterday said, I can relate to Patrick Mahomes. I we was are, one of those. We are the same. You have, a dad, one of you have a dad, Bob? Yeah. That's why I still watch the uh, Tom Brady Combine video too. For another guy who's considered the goat and, you know, was married to a supermodel, could have anything and anyone he wanted. And you're like, oh, look at his combine profile. I, I, look, I look like that. I looked at that picture and I said, you know what? That's what a goat looks like in its habitat. <laughs> <laughs> You've not seen the picture. Uh, just go, look. go to the tweet of Mahomes. Mm-hmm. Like, Why you got to do me like that? Yeah. <laughs> Most men hey, will be like, yeah. Hey, all right. I'm here to tell you, the whole adage of TV puts on 10 pounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You got a fat face, it becomes fatter on TV. That's true. But I still would like to fill in on TV here in town one time. <laughs> I know you've worked on that. How, nope. How's that going? Hey, Matt Foster's leaving. I could be the backup to Andy. But I don't want to go out and shoot because I'm not a very good shooter. Yeah. I haven't shot in a long time. Yeah. But I just want to be the guy on set. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, when yeah. Andy's not there, I'll come and do the anchor. I'll come and do sports. Yeah. But you have to wear pants. Because now they have the stand-up. Oh, yeah, they do have the stand-up, yeah. So he has oh, yeah. to wear a full suit. That is true. Like in the past, he would wear shorts, and you just wear a sport coat and a tie and a nice shirt. I'd have to wear pants. You think they, they can maybe graphic pants in for you? No, remember, we caught uh, Channel 6. Yeah. You cup. can see through the uh, yeah. set. Or sometimes they'll leave a coffee cup yeah. there, too. No, I, re- I would like to go do either weather or I'd like to sit on the anchor desk one time. I'd be fascinated to watch uh, anybody do weather with a green screen than trying to make it to where you're... You're able to watch and make sure you're pointed to the right spots. I think that'd be a lot tougher than people think. Well, you guys have seen Mike uh, Leach do the weather. It's been just- hey, I did the weather. So, you know, in Lincoln, uh, with the broadcasting school, we have a TV show. Mm-hmm. So I did the weather one time. I was um, actually, I think I was okay. Yeah. Yeah, I got a little confused on uh, the fronts and doing the motions. The low pressure and stuff. Yeah. Blue and, teeth are coming and then, for us. And then the next screen kind of got stuck. But, yeah, I'd like to do that. You adapt and overcome, though? You know I bet you did. me. Someone messed with you and put a dinosaur on the green screen. We could, we, could, we, could, we could put together a fun little like demo for you. Yeah. It'd be fun. I'd love, to, I'd love to look up one morning and just know that this is the morning. Yep, Gary's not with us today because he is doing the weather. Oh, we'd make a big oh, thing out of it. You know what I'd crush? The crosstalk. Radio people make better TV people when it comes to crosstalk. Yes. Oh, like so it's the very back and forth. Yeah, yeah. yeah, the TV people are yeah. very awkward on the crosstalk, except for the vets. But it gets like, I, you know, I tell you guys. Like, you really want to be entertained. Tune into Channel 6 at 525 on at weekdays. Because John Nicely all of a sudden has to do the crosstalk with yeah. the three ladies that are on set. You never know what's going to happen. But it sometimes can get very awkward. Because people don't know how to respond. But like, like anchors that are really good, they can have crosstalk with the weather person, the sports yeah. person. 
or their people, own anchor. The people. And some are like, oh, it's very like odd. I would like to see you do that with a TV person that doesn't have that experience because then the more engaging you are, I feel like that can become even more awkward. And they're like, why are you asking me these problem, questions? Problem would be they probably stay more on clock on TV than we do on radio. That, well, that's very true, yeah. Yeah, I have no idea what a clock is. Been in this business for 20 plus years. I have no idea. <laughs> Got to go to a break. We'll be off by 10 and Connor will come. <laughs> hey, That's all they need to do. Hey, I'm the one that proposed no commercials during four hours. Let's just do four hours and just rip. <laughs> just talk. All right. Uh, speaking of Connor, it uh, could be a big moment uh, coming up on Super Bowl Sunday for uh, him and Pinnacle Bank Arena. We'll discuss uh, when we return. Sip and Brian Edwards a little bit uh, later. Sarah, uh, we'll reschedule her for uh, next Thursday on 1620 The Zone. Spin your passion into a business with Shopify and break sales records with the world's best converting checkout. Let's hear that one more time. The world's best converting checkout. Shopify's legendary checkout makes it easier for customers to shop on your website, across social media, and everywhere in between. Now that's music to your ears. Any way you spin it, you can be a smash hit with Shopify. Start your dollar a month trial today at shopify.com slash records. 